Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Weekend Perspective. I'm Kitty Dunn, and today we are joined by Chris Tazilar with the Second Harvest Food Bank of Southern Wisconsin, a very busy organization at this time of year. Chris, thanks for joining us. You are very welcome. Appreciate being on the show. All right. We're going to talk about Share Your Holidays and all the events that are coming up for the Second Harvest Food Bank, but let's start at the beginning what is Second Harvest Food Bank all about? I mean, you hear about lots of different food pantries in the area. Is Second Harvest kind of in charge with helping all of them? Well, it kind of depends. We, um, and that kind of gets to the difference between a food bank and a food pantry. A food bank, uh, we are typically a, an aggregator of food, and we are a distributor of millions of pounds of food. And that food typically will go out through our partner agencies which are, in most cases, uh, food banks in the community and meal sites and shelters right, at, right there in the community. So that's that, that's that difference between a food pantry and a, and a food bank. Tip, uh, food banks, typically, uh, like Second Harvest, we do not uh, serve uh, clients directly. We usually serve those clients through the food pantries that we work with. Um, we do have one program that does serve them uh, directly, but that's kind of um, that's a, a separate thing. So that's that difference between a food bank and a food pantry. And tell us about how the demand has changed from a typical year where there is a great demand for food pantries and extra and food to go on people's tables. But with the COVID nineteen pandemic, it's really, really grown by massive proportions. Yeah, it really has. We're, we're also a member of Feeding America, which is the nation's largest domestic hunger relief organization. And they recently did some, some research that, that showed that in the 16 counties served by Second Harvest, um, the number of food insecure people has risen by 40% since the pandemic began. So, and, and, and by and large, these are people who have never had to rely on the, uh, the emergency food system before. So um, they're, they're folks who, ha, you know, had great jobs and, and jobs that could sustain, uh, you know, their lifestyle and, and meant that they had plenty of food. But uh, some of those jobs are, have either gone away or the number of hours have really gone down. And so now these folks are, for the very first time, they're finding themselves struggling with hunger. And so, and, and what we've done uh, since between March 15th and the end of October We've actually uh, put out more than 55% more food in than the same time period in 2019. So we're really trying to meet that need by uh, by putting more food out into the community. 
We're talking with Chris Tazelar of the Second Harvest Food Bank here in southern Wisconsin. So where are you getting all this food? Some of it is purchased, but where does it all come from before you distribute it to the different food pantries? Yeah, um, before before the pandemic, kind of that ratio of donated food to purchased food was about 80-20. So about 80% of the food would be donated and about 20% would be food that we had to purchase. Since the pandemic, uh, that, that equation has, has essentially flipped, uh, significantly anyway. So now only about 40% of the food we receive is donated and the other 60% is food that we have to purchase. Um, and where do we get that from? We get it from lots of different sources. Um, we get it from local farmers, but we also get it from national food distribution organizations. Um, so we're, we're really focused on trying to find the healthiest food possible uh, from as many different sources as we can possibly find in order to make sure that we have enough food to get out to the community that we serve. And one of the cool things is that you have a food rescue program, so food that's at the grocery store that might otherwise get thrown away. If it's usable, it gets passed on. How does that yeah. work? Yep, absolutely. We've, we've, we've been rescuing food uh, from grocery stores for a number of years, um, and, and it's exactly kind of how you describe it. It's food that's uh, it is still good. Uh, it is still fit to go onto someone's table and, and, and help them uh, have a healthy meal. But the grocery store themselves, you know, they're getting new product that's coming in the, the back door. And so they want the freshest, you know, best-looking product on their shelves. And so any of the product that is the older product that is still left on their shelves, or maybe it was um, uh, slightly undersized or something like that. Um, so it's kind of an imperfect product. Um, but it's still perfectly good to eat, and it still has all the wonderful nutrients that we want to provide. And so we'll go in, and, and we will uh, we will take that food off of their off their hands. We will go through an inspection process back at our warehouse again to make sure that it is still uh, appropriate to be giving out. Um, and then we'll make sure that that food gets out within say 24 to 48 hours when we actually pick it up. We're talking with Chris Tazelar of Second Harvest Food Bank of Southern Wisconsin. Now, when it comes to, you mentioned that a lot of the families that are using emergency food services are families that haven't needed to in the past. And a lot of these families and a lot of the families you serve, there are a lot of children that are going hungry. Tell us a little bit about how many kids in southern Wisconsin are going hungry. Yeah, uh, in that in that research that, that Feeding America did, uh, they noticed that uh, about one in five kids in southwestern Wisconsin struggles with hunger. So, you know, any any kid who struggles with hunger is, uh, you know, that's a problem. But in, in the general population, it's one in nine. But among kids, it's one in five. And so these are kids who are, they're, you know, they're growing, they're going through those growing stages where, where healthy, nutritious food and, and having enough of it is so important. Uh, and and they're you know they're, we're asking them to uh, do their jobs, which is go to school, right? Um, and we're asking them to do that. And sometimes they don't have all the nutrients, and so they don't have all all their cylinders firing in school when they need to. So uh, it it can have a long term impact on their life if they struggle in school. Um, and then it's just uh, it's one of those things where if we can make sure that they have enough healthy, nutritious food, we can help them ensure their success down the road. And with uh, a lot of kids being home more and not getting those meals at school, that's got to be presenting another challenge as well. 
It it really is, and we're in the we're in the middle of actually doing some research, uh, taking a look at at how many kids normally rely on the school meal program, and then what does that mean for uh, for our demand? Uh, is that driving up demand? And and we're pretty sure that it is because they have to get those meals someplace. And uh, if they can't get them in the, in the, through the school meal program, they're going to turn to our network of emergency food providers in order to try to get those meals. So it definitely has an impact on us and the partner agencies that we work with. Chris Tazlar with Second Harvest Food Bank joining us this morning. And this is a very busy time for Second Harvest because we're hoping to get a lot of donations and uh, help feed hungry families. Now, again, you've teamed up with uh, NBC 15 for their Share Your Holidays program. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the Share Your Holidays program, this is the 25th anniversary of uh, that particular program. It was started by one of their anchors, Mike McKinney. And the very first year that he did, you know, the, the campaign, he really, he was kind of looking for uh, a community activity that can make a difference. And he, and he grew up uh, where he was struggling. Um, and so he knew the importance of having enough food uh, and, and what that meant to a family. So it really kind of brought it home for him that he should have start up and have a food drive. And so the very first year, I've seen pictures of it, um, where it was, they were out on, on a parking lot at uh, uh, what is now Metcalf's, and it was snowing, and, you know, right away at 6 in the morning, they had their first food donation. Um, and so it's grown from that to 24 years later, we've now provided over 51 million meals. And this year, our 25th year, we're hoping to provide uh, 5 million meals alone. So um, it is really, it, it's really grown to be one of the, uh, the country's largest food and fund drives. Um, and so we're, we're incredibly proud of it. And, and uh, obviously Mike, Mike has passed on, but I think uh, we hope that he, he would still be pretty proud of the legacy that he helped build with the Sherry Holidays campaign. And how can people get involved to donate to that? That URL is secondharvestmadison.org slash S-Y-H donation. Um, but then we've also got a food drive that's happening on December 2nd at the Alliant Energy Center where people can take their food um, and, and actually bring it to the Alliant Energy Center. Um, and then on December 9th, we have our big uh, grand finale, and that's going to be another opportunity for people to, to phone in and make their donations, and their donations will be matched on that day as well. But let's not forget... The request-a-thon is happening. That's a fantastic way uh, for for people to, uh, uh, you know, make make a song request, you know, for a, for a generous donation to Second Harvest and and get their song played on the radio. So we're really excited about that opportunity as well. And that is coming up this Thursday. It goes from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on 105.5 Triple M. And folks can make their donations. Go to 105.5 Triple M.com and uh, get their donations in ahead of time, which is a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this the, the request-a-thon has really grown over the last, you know, several years. This is a somewhat new uh, event for us. I think we've had it three or four years now, and it's really just grown every year. And we're just so excited to be working with you and Jonathan uh, so that we can uh, make a difference in our community, give give community members an opportunity to kind of, they're driving the radio station a little bit by, by playing those or submitting those requests. Um, I remember sometimes we have some very interesting song requests, and I don't I don't recall that you've never been able to play a song. So 
um, that's been pretty exciting as well. And I know that the, uh, uh, the the audience really is excited about that opportunity. So we're we're looking forward to the request of Han. Well, one of my favorite moments was when Jonathan and I did a duet to "I Got You, Babe," and uh, <laughs> and and I know that that uh, brought a tear to many eyes in more ways than one. But it was all for a good cause, so that's very cool. Uh, before we let you go, talk a little bit about how much those dollar donations can go and how many meals each dollar can raise. A lot of people like bringing, actually going to the grocery store and picking out food and everything, and that's great. But uh, giving it in the form of uh, putting it on your credit card or in the form of cash, that can really help as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that we are so proud of is over the years, we've determined that for every dollar that comes into our facility, we can actually provide three meals. Um, and and that's just simply because of our size, because of um, how efficient we are uh, in everything that we do. And so it's, it's one of those things where sometimes you have to kind of you know, ask yourself, okay, do I spend this dollar to get a can of corn that I'm going to, I'm intending to, to donate, or do I give that dollar online and they can provide three meals with that? Um, you know, we all, we all know that uh, making a, an actual donation of a, of a box of something or a can of corn or whatever it might be, that feels really good, right? You're putting that into a barrel or wherever you're, whatever you're doing with it. But the reality is that the funds that you're using to buy that food, we can actually make it stretch so much farther. So um, we, we love both uh, monetary donations and food donations. So um, we're, and we're ready to help in any way that people want to help us. Are you looking for volunteers as well throughout the year and at this time? Yeah, volunteers are absolutely crucial for us. Uh, that's that's one of the ways that we can we can provide three meals for every dollar is because of the number of volunteers that we have. In fact, uh, on, in a typical uh, year, uh, volunteer hours actually do about forty five percent of the total hours worked. Uh, on behalf of Second Harvest, that's generally done by volunteers. And if we didn't have our volunteers, it would cost us oh anywhere from a million and a half to a million and three quarters uh, every year in order to uh, get the same amount of work done. So uh, volunteers are absolutely uh, crucial for us. And if anybody is interested in volunteering, they can just go to secondharvestmedicine.org slash volunteer. Chris Tazelar, thanks so much for all that uh, your organization does for the community. Good luck with Share Your Holidays. And we're going to have some fun this Thursday on 105.5 Triple M with our request-a-thon that goes from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We are really looking forward to it. And thank, thank you, Jonathan and Kitty, and thank you to all the listeners uh, who are going to call in that day. Uh, or even go online and make the request online. And we're, we're really looking forward to it. So thank you so much. Chris, thanks for taking time with us today. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening for Weekend Perspective. I'm Kitty Dunn. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.